0: Welcome to One More Time, a Wind Band Podcast. I'm Stephen Cohn, and today we're going to talk about everybody's favorite topic, band camp. We've all had our specific stories and memories of that one time at band camp, and today we'll take you through one very special band camp. Today's story was produced by myself. Now, from the archive with Scott Schwartz, the director of the Sousa Archive and Center for American Music, we have Dan Dresser.
1: This is Daniel Dresser, and welcome back to what will be my last conversation with Scott Schwartz in his segment in the Sousa Archives. Today we're going to be talking about Sousa in the collegiate world. So how did Sousa actually become involved in the University of Illinois? How did that all start?
2: Sousa didn't go to college. Um, again, he, he, he grows up in an apprenticed um, kind of training model. Um, it's largely the relationship that Sousa had with A. Austin Harding.
1: Um, what can Hard- you tell me more about, I guess, their relationship then? How did that start?
2: Um, well, you know, Harding comes here um, as a an engineering student. Um, all men have to do um, regimental duty. That that was just required. It was a course. Um, he played football um, in the university team, and he also played baseball. Um and um, the um, the coach, Huff, um, indicated that the there was a regimental band that he might consider playing for. He played coronet. Um, quite frankly, it made good sense. you know, do I walk out on a hot field with a heavy rifle, a full uniform, and roast, or do I play a an instrument that doesn't weigh nearly as much as the <laughs> rifle? And um I get to maybe, Play in the shade, um, and of course, you know, music was what Harding did best. That was really his love, um, and so you know, he establishes what we now know is the university's collegiate model, of the, um, that all institutions model in some way. And it was not until I, I 1908 when the Sousa band was invited to come here to perform a concert for the Fulinger Auditorium, um, which was originally just the University Auditorium's dedication. And Susan Harding actually um, had dinner with the president after that performance. And, um, wow. The men had a conversation, and um, I'm not sure how the conversation got started in terms of the band program here, but Sousa made it very clear to Su- uh, Harding made very clear to Sousa that he wanted something more than just a regimental band. He wanted a concert band, and he told Sousa that you know he was going to model the Illinois program on the Sousa band and what Sousa was doing. So you have to imagine what would Sousa have reacted to. Here's a guy who doesn't think of colleges as training grounds for musicians, and the developers of band programs. And you got this young 20-something kid who you, you really don't know is a musician. Um, you know, what's he going to do? Um, but the men corresponded um, f- throughout the, you know, from 1908 to 1932. Uh, Talked about issues of arranging, uh, instrumentation. Um, um, Harding grew the bands exponentially, very quickly, um, and demanded of the student musicians as much, if not more, than what Sousa would have demanded of his own musicians. So, so you know, a high expectation for good musical performance. So, in some respects, um, the the connections grow, you know, the music's what anchors them, and the music of bands. Um, for Harding, you know, growing a collegiate model, which at the time they didn't have a term for, it. we know it is the collegiate band model today. Um, you know, there were no music stores to buy music, you, know, you had to arrange it. Um, you know, how would you formulate your band, how many flutes, how many clarinets, how many tubas and euphoniums and trumpets and so forth. Um, so they're really beginning to play on the ideas of, of how do we connect. And um, by the by the 20s um, I think Sousa had, had realized that his legacy was coming to an end, he was going to die eventually, although quite frankly I don't think he had a... Uh, Mortality complex. Just you know, in reality, you know, I'm in my, I'm well past my 60s. I'm in my 70s now, and um, how am I going to keep my legacy alive? Well, <laughs> as a composer and band leader, you need to play my music. If my music sits on a shelf and quietly rots and no one plays it, everybody forgets you. So Harding made a commitment. To to ensuring that Sousa's legacy would live on through active performance and training, and so that's kind of how the two men came together um, and raising the level of of musical performance um, um, first at the collegiate level and um, beginning in nineteen twenty in the public schools, you know just. Essentially, if the students who are coming into college have five years performance experience as they're coming in, they're five years ahead of somebody who's going to start their musical experiences in college. So we're beginning to feed this, and eventually um, the very best musicians go on to play in professional ensembles. That's kind of that's the connection um, between Sousa in the university, and I, clearly, a. Austin Harding is the anchor to that. And, um, I think here at Illinois, we have to take great respect for Mr. Harding. He had a vision, and he pushed it in a way that made good sense and made good instruction. Um, in some respects. Um, we still carry that forward today.
1: Was it Harding that commissioned the university march for Illinois? Yeah, I mean,
2: well, was it Harding? I I would say um, it was the university bands with Harding, yeah, um, yeah. you know, in the driver's seat. Yes. Um, and it, you know it is truly of all of the academic marches Sousa wrote. I consider the Illinois March probably the most intriguing um it, its form is unusual from the others uh, it 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 is a clever work in some respects, I think Sousa I would like to think Sousa understood that Harding got it, and Sousa was going to make sure that he was going to make it too easy in Harding. There were—we've heard people play the Illinois um, March that Sousa wrote badly. They—they they just don't know how to interpret it, and there are certain rhythmic patterns, um, forms, and shapes that are different from the. Um, what we think of as a traditional Sousa march, and so he's, you know, he's giving Harding something unique. Um, from my point of view, the hardest part of that whole darn march is the tuba lick at the <laughs> front end, and of course everybody takes it at the Sousa Temple, which is for the tuba players bad out of hell. Um, and since I'm a really lousy tuba player, it's it's really. For me, I still can't play that cleanly. Um, I figure before I retire, I would like to play that tuba line well once. That's all. I every performance. Just play it well once. Um, and there are just so many other things about that work. But essentially, yeah, a, a, a very um, you know, Harding was looking for something special. Of course, the trade-off was he had to buy the sheet music. Sell x number of stuff. I mean, yeah, Sousa doesn't write this just for, because he's feeling like a good guy. You know, he needs to make money off of the printing of the, um, the piano music and everything else. So in some respects, he he's still a businessman, right? And Harding Harding was able to do that, sell enough of it to make it worth Sousa's time.
1: Hmm. Um. Did Sousa have uh, much of a connection with the other schools that he was commissioned to write for?
2: Um, my assumption is yes. Were they the same types of connections that um, um, he had with Illinois and Harding? No. Um, There's not a lot written about the various universities. in some respects, um, I think it was the Texas March, um, Texas University I Can't remember the exact title of it. Um, the um, was it the, the Wildcats? Um, there were a whole lot of challenges um, associated with that um, piece, not from the musical point of view. It was were they going to pay for the? Um, essentially all of the the printing and so forth of it and sell enough copies to make it worth the while um you know i think for the most part for many of those those were business transactions you know you get a commission and um he would complete the commission and he would expect to be paid for that of which there were some instances where the bands would weenie out and try to back out of that agreed price, and of course Sousa would just walk away, taking a march with him, at least on one occasion, dedicating it to somebody else with a different title. (laughs) Um, So, um, I I don't have a definitive answer from that, Uh, but there are always, um, you know, deep connections with many of the universities. And after 1920, um, beginning, uh, you know, the schools with the band competitions and everything. So, in some respects, you know, he, he stayed connected to bands, whether it be at the university level public, or um, the professional bands. Um, as they, professional bands began to fade away, collegiate bands began to fill in. He changes his focus. As collegiate bands continue to grow, and suddenly we have new school bands coming up, he then lends his support to grow that. Um, largely promote um, band music, and by extension, some of his own stuff too. So, you know, straight businessman. Sell more music. That puts more money in my wallet.
1: Well, that's all we have time for today, Scott. Thank you very much. And to our listeners, don't be strangers. Come by the second floor of the historic Harding Band Building, where the Sousa archives are located, and meet Scott yourself. You'll find a wealth of knowledge on the March King, as well as a number of interesting artifacts and instruments.
0: For this edition of Two Minute Rehearsal Techniques, we have Dr. Maria Kearney. Dr. Kearney is an instructor at Western Michigan University teaching percussion and music theory. She formerly was at Kennesaw State University as the artist in residence in Marimba.
3: So the technique I'm going to talk about a little bit today is addressing uh, frustration in technique or accuracy issues by focusing more on musical ideas and focusing away from those um, frustrations that students sometimes have. I'm not a band director. I'm a percussion professor. So my rehearsal medium is through percussion ensemble. And so um, percussionists often come from a background of marching band, indoor percussion, those kind of activities. And those activities focus a lot on, um, accuracy and consistency and stick height and mallet height and those kind of things. And they tend to do a lot of reps to get those things correct. And so percussionists are very comfortable with that kind of rehearsal technique, just rep it 40 times until it feels good. And, um, so I find sometimes when they shift into a college situation, they're not always prepared to address things in a in a different way repping is sort of the only tool that they have and so oftentimes that's a that's a really great tool to use but when you're in a percussion ensemble setting, for instance, and as a group, we're maybe having some issues with accuracy or technique. Um, you know, we can rep it a few times because that's what they're used to. But at some point that that can get really frustrating for the student and and the professor. Um, so uh, when it gets to that frustration level and we've, we've kind of hit a plateau as far as getting any better on the accuracy issue, if we shift into talking about musical lines in Instead of focusing on the the accuracy issues, um, sometimes those issues kind of go away on their own. Percussionists also tend to be sort of nuts and bolts thinkers, and they wait until it's perfect before they address musical ideas. And so I try to pull them out of that as well. So we get to that frustration level, and then I say, okay, let's just let's just deal with this in a different way. So we've got a an eight bar phrase, for instance, and. You know, maybe we haven't figured out who has the melody yet because that can be a little bit difficult in a percussion ensemble setting. So, okay, let's play it again and let's all listen for the melody. So play the eight bars. Okay, I think uh, percussion two has the melody. Yeah, sure, sounds great. Okay, cool. So where's the climax of this this line? Do we think it's at the fourth bar or is it later? Let's play it again. So we play that, focus on that. Okay, cool. So it's at the fourth bar. Should we push through a little bit with a little... Um, uh, change in dynamics or change in tempo slightly to focus on this. Let's, let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try that. And all of a sudden, what we realize is that we have done like 15 reps and we didn't even notice it. So the accuracy issues have almost been fixed. And now we also have musical ideas happening as well, which is something that percussionists need to focus on a little bit more in my opinion. So best of both worlds and an efficient rehearsal.
0: With this episode debuting in August, we'd like to take you inside the preseason camp for the University of Illinois Marching Illini. I graduated from the U of I in May 2019 after four years as a trumpeter in the Marching Illini, and my times in preseason camp were some of the most fun and memorable moments of college. Last year, in 2018, I carried my audio recorder around with me for the entire week so I could share the sounds of a Big Ten band camp. Enjoy and it's preseason camp for the marching line I am super excited to get this week going it is Sunday morning and that means it's time for our audition into the marching Illini. so we had all summer long to memorize our eight traditional tunes and then this morning we will be split into separate times uh, and be tested by the section leaders and mini bands um, to see if we memorize the music if we don't not a big deal there's more chances this week but it's always important to try and get that on that first try so it's time to go take my audition test and I'm going to also talk to a section leader and find out what he's looking for when these people are auditioning this morning.
2: Something that we look for in prospective members is their preparedness and motivation. The first thing that they do when they come to preseason camp is do their playing test and whether they pass off one or eight traditional songs that really shows how useful they made their summer and how motivated they were to be prepared for camp.
0: Audition test went really well. There's some downtime now before we have our first full band meeting of the year uh, In the historic Harding band building with professor Barry Hauser He's gonna talk for a while We'll have a sectional and then it's gonna be time for the full band rehearsal again We're gonna play that first note of revised entrance number three for the first time with the 2018 150th band edition of the marching line and it's gonna be awesome It's the second day of marching line. preseason camp 2018 and it's Monday so it's the first full day basically for all those first uh first year members of marching line so this morning those members will be having a sectional a marching sectional but it is raining as you can hear so they'll actually be inside the historic harding band building working on music working working on some marching fundamentals while well, everyone else like myself is going to go uh get to check out their uniform now since it's raining might not get to keep the uniform today but uh hopefully mine fits we'll go see and then uh this afternoon we have our first lunch as a full marching Illini before we get into some more music sectionals and then a marching fundamental sectional uh with a full band marching rehearsal tonight on the practice field unless it's raining still then we don't know what will happen but that's day two that's what we got lined up so far so it's Monday let's go Go Illini. And now we're in the Ikenberry Commons, which is one of the dining halls on campus at the University of Illinois, and we're uh, eating our lunch that is sponsored for the Marching Illini. So I'm here with senior member Becca Alexander, and Becca, just uh, what's it like to now have a chance to uh, just be able to spend some time with the rest of this section, get to know them, and get some food?
3: Well, I was really excited to eat at the Ike again, because it's free. <laughs> and I mean, the food's, food's pretty good, and the company's good. And I like meeting new people and talking with everyone.
0: So we're going to do our afternoon rehearsal here on Monday. And I'm with a first year member, Wes Carroll, and he's going to talk a little bit about what it's like to rehearse with this ensemble uh, over his first few days in MI.
4: There are a lot of people in this room, and it is very loud. But the coolest thing about this rehearsal is right when Barry gets on the podium, everything goes silent. And it's just kind of like you could hear a teardrop in here, and then when everybody starts playing, it is—it just—it gives me goosebumps. It's really, really cool.
0: And that rain kept going all day today, so we were supposed to have a night rehearsal on the field tonight instead. That ended up being canceled, uh, so we got some extra free time. But that means tomorrow on Tuesday, it's gonna be a big day of learning a lot of drills. So I really look forward to that, and I'll catch you tomorrow—the third day of MI preseason camp and we're back it's Tuesday I've got a nice night of sleep after we got off early last night because of rain So that means we have a big morning ahead of us three hours of marching fundamentals and then starting to piece together revised entrance number three which is the first song in our pregame show so it should be a fun morning I'll get you some sound bites it'll be a good time and it's not that hot outside only like 65 and that's what happens when preseason camp starts on August 18th ish so, it's gonna be a good morning. Then we're gonna have some lunch, do some sectionals, and then go back outside for more marching tonight.
3: All right, fan, let's go ahead and start with some dynamic stretching. Start by swinging your right leg across your body. I'm not gonna do it, because this podium's a little wobbly. We wanna warm up those hip flexors.
0: So, an hour and a half of fundamental rehearsal on the Marching Illini practice field and we worked on a a lot of lot of different steps and now we're getting our first water break before we start working on pregame for the first time of preseason camp.
4: So number one this field is inaccurate okay when we do the mathematical equation for a collegiate field the sidelines are incorrect. Now we're going to heavily rely upon the zero points that we have on the field, which have been all kicked around, so good luck. <laughs> um, in looking at this, we base everything off of the front hash mark. And the front hash mark you'll see, again, typically in the collegiate level, that should be 32 steps or 60 feet ish. Excellent. Once again, take it back. Make sure that you're looking on. And set. No talking? Make sure we're fully set, no extra movement. Focus. Take a look at our intervals, left to right. Five, six, seven, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, dot, 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 All right, let's cover this. Make sure that we're correct according to the dot. Now going to that double time step. Here we go. Oh, in sequence to the arcs. Five, six, seven, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and hold, two, ready, breathe, six, seven, eight, two, two, three, four, five, six, seven, just one, two. One
0: of the best traditions in the marching line is going to the Hawthorne Suites which is an off campus hotel for a big dinner with the entire band and part of that dinner involves us running to corners of the room and singing the Alma Mater which is what we call the world's greatest Alma Mater Hail to the Orange,
4: hail to the orange hail to the-
0: It took two more hours here at our first night rehearsal of MI Preseason Game 2018 and we've now finished all of the drill for revised entrance number three and Patriotic Melody the first two songs in our pregame show and now it's time to put some music to it so we have our horns out we're warming up and it's time to uh, learn some drill music
4: The drill. My goodness, everyone, band 150! If yeah. you would have told me after losing a day like we did yesterday, but well, we made some great progress yesterday with what we could do, but if you would tell me after missing that time last night that we would be where we are right now, with doing as much as we did today, I'd be like, no way. It's
0: day four Preese Camp 2018. And we're gonna continue putting music to our marching today on the field. And we have one more day until we see the final roster of marching line for this year. So let's have a good morning. It's nice out, it's sunny, it's hot, there's no rain. Should be a good time.
4: Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, five, two, three. Six, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. Yeah, better. Let's let's do it one more time. Maybe a little faster, so we can. Um, I'm assuming we're all double tonguing. Yeah. So it's a little easier with the double tonguing. Let's go a little faster. One, two, ready.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good, that's
4: pretty good. So what we are about to learn in this uh, section of our preseason camp is the Marching line I run on, which we use as the entrance onto the field for revised entrance number three. Um, it essentially is comprised of curled up lines uh, that we uh, will effectively run on with very fast onto the field, um, creating a really uh, flashy entrance for the marching band to uh, make a grand opening statement in Memorial Stadium. Here we are. Think about where that double time step will be once we kick into it. No, not yet, Susus. Keep going, keep the back going. Thank you. Three, eight, tweet, tweet, tweet,
1: tweet. One, three,
4: five, seven,
1: one, three,
4: five, seven, one, three, five, seven, one, three,
1: five, seven.
0: Well, I was able to get some sleep, and now it's Thursday of March Illini preseason camp, which is basically our last day of normal band camp activities. It's the final day before the final block and cut is made for the 2018 edition of the Marching Illini. It's also move-in day on the campus of the University of Illinois under Urbana-Champaign. So a lot of people are going to be able to watch us tonight rehearse uh, as we go through our pregame show, and tonight that all culminates with two runs of the show as then that is basically your test or your audition if you are a first year member or returning member if you will make the final block for the marching line which will be announced later tonight so a pretty busy day overall but we made a lot of good progress yesterday in finishing up the pregame show Scott got to put it together today so what's, uh, it's Thursday night, your first year, remember, what's, what's this night been like, what, what's going through your mind? Uh, so it's been a lot of fundamentals. Uh, I'm not too nervous, but I mean, I'm anxious, you know, uh, but I'm really excited for what's in store and uh, this first is going pretty well so far we've done revised entrance like six times so far run on which is how we get in the field a few times and we still got two whole runs of halftime uh, pretty busy night the chops are getting kind of done but we're gonna keep pushing along and finishing off here on Thursday night at preseason camp <laughs>
4: 9-10 uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's impressive. That's very impressive and in terms of what we've accomplished today and throughout this week with really losing a day uh, Again, it's ex- extremely extremely extraordinary the work that you put in It's not just something special for the sake of feeling good about ourselves It's something special because it's something that this man hasn't done at least in my time here by any means so again, tremendous kudos to all of you in terms of the work that you've done this week.
0: And it's officially the end of Thursday at MI preseason camp. A pretty stressful night of deliberation about the final uh, parade block for uh, the 2018 edition of the Marching line. I, I think there's gonna be some, uh, some really talented musicians in this band. I'm excited to see what happens in the morning when we have a uh, day ahead of us full of actual performances now as well. And suddenly it's Saturday. <clears throat> kind of missed Friday. Uh, Tim Premier Quarter around, it was a busy day. We had a performance at the State Farm Center, our basketball arena for new students. And then we also set up a Memorial Stadium for the first time this season. And played through a lot of stuff so this morning we have rehearsal before we meet the Illinois football team play some music for them and then it's photo day as well so exciting day ahead and now we're heading to Memorial Stadium to play for the Illinois football team just learned the drill to three and one and we're blocking up to go parade over
4: go. Oh, here we go!
0: And it's the last day of preseason game 2018 instead of playing at our annual quad day which is like our club fair on the quad at Illinois we're going to sh- we're going to Springfield so an hour and a half bus ride it's the bicentennial it's a Constitution day I think for the state of Illinois and it's really really hot outside 11, 12 you know we've been running around all week to a ton of different rehearsals and practices but it's nice to just sit on a bus go on a trip talk to some people that maybe you haven't talked to all week um, it's definitely a fun time and that's a wrap on preseason camp 2018 we marched in a 15 man parade all my clothes are sweat through at this point but had an amazing week and excited for the season ahead it's gonna be an awesome time hashtag band 150 Go, I
4: right, let's hear it. Ted, Go! Who's got the best band in the land? Well, the <laughs>
0: yeah! Thank you for listening to this episode of One More Time, a Wind Band Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to share it on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and help more people listen to you and enjoy the show. If you want to stay current with Illinois Bands between episodes, follow us on Facebook, join us on Instagram at Illinois underscore Bands, or find us on Twitter at Illinois Bands. You can always check out our website for more information, www.bands.illinois.edu. The executive producers of this episode are Dr. Anthony Messina and Stephen Cohn. This episode was hosted and mixed by Stephen Cohn. Of course, none of this would be possible without the Illinois Bands faculty, Stephen Peterson, Director of Bands, Linda Morehouse, Senior Associate Director of Bands, Elizabeth Peterson, Associate Director of Bands, and Barry Hauser, Associate Director of Bands and Director of Athletic Bands. Illinois Bands as part of the School of Music at the University of Illinois and the College of Fine and Applied Arts. We would like to thank Scott Schwartz, Dr. Maria Kearney, and the 28th edition of the Marching Illini for their contributions to this episode. We hope you will join us next season for our next episode of One More Time.